Today on Tips from the Top Floor, we'll talk about the joy of photography. What is it that makes you pick up your camera? Also, it's picture-taking time and Matt has brought us a new Slack challenge. So we'll review the last one and kick off the last challenge for this year. This is Tips from the Top Floor 886 for sometime in December 2019. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Hey, hello and welcome, it's Chris Mockward, you're listening to Tips from the Top Floor, the longest-running photography show on the planet. Yeah, the joy in photography, that's the title of today's episode, and... Um, there's also the assignment review for the last Slack challenge. But before we before we go there, here's just a quick, quick update on that uh, that PSA I did in the last episode. Okay, you you won't hear me talk you won't hear me talk much about the sponsorship situation today. Uh, if you don't know what this is all about, uh, listen to the last episode. Listen to the PSA episode eight eighty five A where I explain that in in detail. Um, and this is about what's going on in the podcast world. Just very briefly, here's the gist of it. Things are changing big time behind the scenes of podcasting, especially independent podcasting. And as a result, independent podcasters like myself, uh, we're either forced to switch to a new and very tracking-focused uh, hosting platform or uh, we're left without sponsorships. And my decision uh, to not sell the privacy of my listeners to big ad tech uh, is going to result in me losing an important ad agency and uh, as a result uh, losing some uh, significant portion of my income and that starts 2020 that starts in January and um, I would just like to take this opportunity uh, to say how moved I am to see you guys coming through to help make make that impact a little less severe and uh for that i would like to really thank the new patrons who have just signed up to chip in uh they are chris robert philip roger nicholas and frank you have no idea how much you're appreciated thank you so much i owe you that's you're awesome um it's also a busy time of the that, that was it okay this was it about the sponsorship thing um uh, but yeah, it's a busy time of the year. There are lots of things happening, including book-related stuff. And uh, <laughs> by the way, before someone says, oh, Chris is asking for Patreon support, but he also has books out, so he must be filthy rich. The dirty little secret of the book world is that as an author, unless you've written Harry Potter, um, there's not a lot of money in books. The real value of being an author is becoming in becoming uh, better known. And becoming it's a status thing it's a it's a it's a networking thing that's the currency of being an author um yeah you don't get rich but having that said there's some really great news for those of you who are members of the film photography crowd the second and updated edition of the film photography handbook that uh, monica and i wrote together uh is now out in the u.s it's th yeah which is amazing. So the first edition was out a few years ago, and now we've done the second edition here in Germany. It's updated. It's it's yeah. It's, it's got new content in it, and uh, the 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 American publisher Rocky Nook um, picked that one up and did a translation. And 
yeah so it's in the in the in the stores in the shops in online wherever you find books um wherever you get english books and uh there are quite a few updates in it which is yeah which is great i mean it's just amazing that film photography has again become an area that has updates and frequent updates at that there's a there's a film photography news cycle again i mean yeah for a while it was not clear if that would come back but i mean for example we just got news that kodak's um kodak's new ektachrome slide film which was originally only built for 35 millimeters uh they've they've they were bringing it back in 120 which is medium format and in 4x5 which is large format a new large format slide film that is wild i'm i'm over the moon about that uh i love slide film and 4x5 slide is it's magical it's amazing so i will be shooting that for sure and uh ilford released a new orthochromatic film and it, again if this is all gibberish to you if you're not a film shooter then yeah that won't tell you much but if you're deep in the analog film trenches then that's amazing news orthochromatic is awesome very different kind of film that looks at uh, the spectral the spectrum in a very different way than uh, regular film again anyway anyway not <laughs> not gonna deviate too much that is amazing news and there's stuff uh, happening in the analog world and we reflected that in the second edition or at least uh, some of that the 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 kodak ectochrome is too new um for the second edition so i have a feeling that sooner or later there might be a third edition um and w what's new in the book uh, just a few things uh, that we updated the film tables are up to date now mostly apart from the ilford orto and the the kodak ectochrome uh, in bigger formats too bad they didn't announce that a bit earlier. Um, we've added new developers to the list. We've updated the, the 120 medium format film handling section. We updated the color and slide development section. There's more about stand development in there. Lots of new pictures in the book. And we also added and updated information about Fuji's Instax, which does have its place. It's a firm place in film photography. It's an, it's an analog process um to be honest it's it's the most successful and popular branch of film photography ever instant instant film is fuji's biggest cash cow yeah today you learned <laughs> um it's got a snazzy new cover by the way it's blue so it sticks out when you see it in the on the, on the bookshelf somewhere I'm, I'm not sure how, how many of those will be on shelves because it is, I mean, film photography is a niche topic. Not everyone is interested in that. But uh, if you see it somewhere uh, in a bookstore, um, in case you frequent bookstores, then they take a photo. I want to see our book in on the shelves. And oh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. We added something that we... Okay, this is embarrassing. <laughs> we added something that we completely forgot in the first edition. The taco method. As uh, it's one of those basic methods that you can use to uh, to develop your first 4x5 sheets of film when you when you dip your toes into large format photography, uh, you can use the taco method to develop film without having to buy a special development tank for sheet film, which is awesome. 
Uh, it's one of those things that we come everywhere. If people ask us about large form photography, what do I need? What's the equipment? Everywhere we teach that on on the workshops. We, uh, yeah, we we tell people all the time, and uh, we completely forgot to include that in the first edition, which is mind-boggling. And um, you know, there, there's like so many people proofreading this, and we looked at this over and over again before it came out, and. It's not a deal breaker for that first edition at all. You'll fi- you will find this information online, so curious minds will know about the tackle method. But yeah, it took us weeks after we got the first copies to notice that. And when we found out that the tackle method wasn't in there, I mean, you could have heard the our our hands slapping against our foreheads, biggest facepalm ever, like bang, all across the country. So yeah, this is yeah. Beep happens. <laughs> anyway, I can proudly announce that the taco method taco method is officially part of the second edition of the film photography handbook, including photography to illustrate it. So, if if you've been looking for a reason to get the book or to update your existing first edition copy, that should be the reason. The taco method. Anyway, that's that's it for the housekeeping. Oh no no no! Say ah stop. Sorry. Um, second great news about uh, the film photography handbook is that it is now officially out in China, which again mind-boggling to the max. The uh, half a year ago, a bit longer, I think we received a we got a mail from the from the uh, from the American publisher uh, telling us that they sold the manuscript uh, to a publisher in. China, and you never know what comes out of these deals. Um, so we was like, yeah, sure, awesome, wonderful. Um, and then we uh, just just a few days ago, we received a package with two copies of the Chinese version, mainland China version of the film photography handbook, and it's awesome. It is. The, the, this is a book. I mean, the, the, I love the print quality of uh, of the stuff here in Germany, in America. It's it's really decent, very good. But they they upped it uh, another level. There's the, the the photo prints are glossy. They look, they jump at you. Um, the 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 cover is a, there's a dust cover around it, and the dust cover is has a bit of a new design and then you take that off it's a black dust cover right with a black and white photo on it and you take that off and the the actual book is orange and it looks like this is this this can't be this can't be uh, a fluke they probably got inspired by kodak if you look at a kodak 4x5 sheet film box that's the same color it's orange uh and so it feels like a, f- a very photo-related thing. Um, yeah, we are... Oh, and it's got an open binding, which is also something that I think looks awesome. So anyway, we are... Yeah, we are grateful that our book is uh, is traveling the world, is uh, getting known to more people. And uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's see where this goes. Anyway, that's enough for the housekeeping now. It is picture-taking time. Yay, picture-taking time. Again, the picture-taking time is this uh, is the, the short five-minute break in this episode. If you are in a position to um, to take a picture, um, then, um, then participate. It's time for our next mini-assignment. We do these on every episode, and we're, uh, we're going by the alphabet. 
And uh, today, uh, I should have looked up what was the last one. Was it ABC? I think we started... Um, I still think we're. St I think we're at B now, aren't we? Okay, this is again. This is our B. This is our B letter B. It's the letter B. We're, this is Sesame Street. We're doing letter B. The assignment is break. Okay. Um. This time, I, uh, I wanted to break the rules. That's what this is about. This little assignment. If you had, if you never take portraits with a wide angle lens, then hey, that's time. That's time to break the rule. If you always shoot at the lowest possible ISO because you. Someone someone mistakenly told you that noise is bad. It isn't, trust me. Um, then break that rule and, sh and crank up the ISO. Uh, you know best what your rules are. This is the next five minutes you break them. You go against every grain inside you that wants to push you in the safe zone and leave that, break your rules. And uh, then post your photos on any social media you like and uh, let's see what you can come up with. The official hashtag for the break assignment is, okay, let's make three three hashtags. TFTTF, the first one. Second one is assignment. And the third one is break. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with. Five minutes from now on. I'm not going to play any cheesy cheesy pause music, break music. Um, just hit the, hit the stop button and come back here when you're done. Let me take a quick break and thank this week's sponsor, HoneyBook. It's what you've always dreamed of. You started your own business. You have no boss. You are the boss. But reality check, running your own business is hard. Thankfully, HoneyBook makes it easy. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners that want to consolidate services they already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work. They have easy-to-use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. They also have e-signatures and built-in automation to save you time and get you paid faster. Simplify your to-do list and stay in control with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering you, the listeners, 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash topfloor. Payment is flexible, and uh, this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Again, go to honeybook.com slash topfloor for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash topfloor. Let me also thank Acuity for sponsoring this week's episode. Acuity is the online scheduling assistant that works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar. A hands-off scheduling experience means you'll have more time to keep your hands on your camera. First clients can quickly view your real-time availability and self-book their own appointments, reschedule with a click and even pay you online. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity offers support by automatically sending personalized booking confirmations and text reminders, which is super helpful when you're shooting off the grid and don't have time for any email ping pong. Acuity also collects everything you need to know about a client as soon as they book by asking them to fill out customizable intake forms when scheduling, keeping all of their information neat and tidy in one place. And 
The online assistant helps you reach clients where they already are on social media. With your Facebook business page or Instagram's booking button, your next client is only a click away. Save yourself from the day-to-day -day drudgery of having to keep up with your clients and your busy schedule by using Acuity Scheduling. Right now, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free, no credit card required by going to acuityscheduling.com slash topfloor that's acuityscheduling.com slash topfloor Hi Chris, this is Scott from Portland, Oregon and I have kind of an unusual question um, I'm trying to decide whether or not to buy a high-end mirrorless interchangeable lens camera And to give a little background, I've been um, shooting for about three years with a compact camera on, on extended bicycle trips I do. I maintain a blog. And for that, I really love the, the shooting. It's been, it's been great. But, but I have a definite purpose there to, to put photos on the blog. If, if I buy this, this new camera, uh, it's too big to take on these trips. So really, it's, it's expanding my photography into other areas other than blogging in these trips. And um, I, I guess I'm, not, I'm concerned whether I'll use it or not, or sounds funny what the end point is. You know, for, for people that photograph for years or decades, you know, they can gather 10,000 images. You know, I think you said you have 100,000 images. And I get the sense that most people uh, don't go back and look at their pictures that often. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe they print some and they put some in the screensaver, but it seems like going back to reviewing the photos isn't the main uh, joy they get from it. And so I'm kind of wondering what's the point. Um, and it sounds a little unfair because you could equally say, you know, what's the point of golf or painting or a lot of activities, right, as long as it brings you joy. So, so maybe ask another way, what do you think the joy is that photography brings that keeps people doing it year after year or decade after decade. Um, thanks. Appreciating your input. And I love the show. Thank you so much, Scott. <laughs> this is awesome. So, so when you sent me this, you also added um, that uh, you weren't sure if this would be interesting. Um, I beg to differ. This is an interesting question. What is the joint photography? Ah, so let's see. Um, yeah, I do have a hundred thousand pictures, probably more. Um, And one of my joys is that it is that it that the stuff that I do with them um, lets me revisit them. I mean, when I write when I write a book, when I work on a book, and I go through the pictures, I do go through the pictures, and it brings me a lot of joy. Um, it also brings me great memories. Um, but yeah, what's the joint photography? I guess I guess you're probably gonna get as many answers as their photographers. Um, But let me try to distill uh, an answer by looking at what brings me personally joy about photography, okay? So, and this is multiple things. It's not just like this one thing. It is a whole bunch of things which might answer the question why I'm still doing photography. Um, there's the tech side. There's a big tech side in me. Um, uh, I like playing with gear. Um, it, it, this aspect is getting less important over time. Um, mainly because, yeah, I've seen so much gear over the years and, uh, with one of the German sponsors that I have for the happy shooting podcast, um, we do reviews 
on that German show for that sponsor. So I get to play with some sort of gear, with some sort of new gear every week, every other week. So uh, yeah, it is something that is getting more of, becoming more of a chore than a joy. And uh, I've been reducing my gear. Um, that is also a, a, a joy to to understand that the gear isn't really the point. Um, but again, yeah, the tech side is I'm still. Sometimes I get really excited about something like the, the Sigma FP, for example. I don't have it. I have not even touched it yet. But just the prospect of a very small full frame mirrorless camera, um, that a, t- a tiny, almost tiny. And that brings me joy. Um, I also sometimes, I mean, f- f- enjoy the sheer craftsmanship that goes into the gear, uh, fine mechanics and older analog cameras. I mean, look at Leica or Rolleiflex. The skill and experience that goes into making really good lenses, that uh, the know-how you need to put these complex digital systems together, it doesn't matter if it's analog or, or digital, it, it brings me joy to see people doing a job well. And um, th- there's also a haptic component. I I mean, hey, love the way the focusing works on some of those manual lenses. My manual t- tilt-shift lenses, it is smooth focusing these beasts manually. So, I, yeah, it feels good. It feels good. Um, but then away from the tech side, of course, there's the art side. Um, and I get joy by being able to capture things for for simple for documentation um someone once on a a photo tour told me he mainly shoots because uh at one point he will lose his memory he will (laughs) he will forget things and the images are a way to remind him to bring things back it's his it's his extended memory and a part of that is probably somewhere down in there with me too uh, you get older, your memory isn't as good anymore. Um, my joy in the art side is also improving my composition skills, uh, learning learning new stuff, right? But m- learning to make pictures look more pleasing to, or to uh, make them better for a specific target audience. Yeah, that learns it involves learning about uh, learning about your target audience because what some consider someone considers pleasing also uh, has a strong cultural aspect, and uh, in its simplest form, you could say like a cat lover will react to cat pictures differently than to dog pictures. Um, as simple as that. Um, so there's a, this cultural aspect, and learning about cultures is is, is awesome. I love that. Uh, learning how to make interesting photos involves learning about light, which in turn involves raising your observation game because that's one important thing. You learn to observe and understand how light works and how it works in photos. And the better you observe what's going on around you, the easier you'll spot interesting light. And that's a skill you can learn and hone over the years. It's certainly something I'm doing. Uh, and of course, the art side also circles back to the tech side because... If, if you have an artistic vision or a, 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 let's say a vision of a certain photo that might involve, I don't know, playing with the aperture or shutter speed or white balance or motion of the camera and so on and so forth. So um, the tech side is always involved in making that vision come true if you have one or 
Sometimes I don't have one. Sometimes I just make that up on the spot. And making things up on the spot, yeah, <laughs> it's fun too. Um, and of course, then being able to take the the photography that you envision and then to be able to use that photography for something, like on your blog, um, that in itself is satisfying to be able to do that, to be skillful in something. So if you ask me what's the joy in photography... Uh, it could be any of the above uh, and in any combination of tech interest and arts interest and probably way, way more. Uh, for me, it is it is a combination of all these things in varying proportions over time. Like I, I change, my photography changes, I learn new things. Sometimes I'm more into the tech area, sometimes I'm more into, into a technique to achieve a certain result. Uh, sometimes I'm all about... The pure emotion that a shot evokes, and sometimes I simply want to document something in uh, in a nice way that looks good and feels good. Um, but then I think there's this one additional component that has helped me stick with photography for all those years, and uh, that would be just a general curiosity in things. I want to know how things work. I want to know what's making things tick. And that that goes beyond the tech side. I want to know how photography works, how a photo can evoke emotion, what parameters you have as a photographer to achieve a certain result. And again, this this goes into the culture of people. This goes into psychology. This is this is what drives me. This is what keeps me going. Um and then that that curiosity keeps um, driving me to more than just photography. I mean, th- this is a general maker thing, right? I like to understand how to make things, and then I like to make them if I can. Sometimes it's enough to understand how something is made, um, but then some of those, as long as they are within the means and time that I have and the resources, then um, yeah, sure, I do make stuff. Uh, and that includes photography, as as well as other things. Making podcasts, good example. Um, I, I love making podcasts, and uh, but I mean, there's very basic things in the house that I have made in the past. Uh, soap, yeah, it's not that hard. Yogurt, <laughs> fermenting stuff. Sauerkraut, yes, we make our own sauerkraut here at the Viewfinder Villa. It's very very German thing to do. Uh, but it's easy and it's yummy. Um, so yeah, we we're makers here. So yeah, a general curiosity is probably the underlying driving force. But you know what? Let me hand that to the community because this is probably a question that uh, we need more answers for, not just mine. So here's the question to you, the community: What specifically is your joy in photography? What is it? that makes you come back to it over and over again? Why do you pick up your camera? Very basic, very simple, but very fundamental question. I'm sure a lot of you have never thought about this, never given it a a conscious thought, but maybe this is an interesting and important time to do that, just for your own... um, if, if you know if you know what drives you, you know where to go, you know your goals, you, you will understand yourself better and that can only benefit your photography. So why do you pick up your camera? What makes you happy about photography? Let me know. Let everyone know. Record a voicemail. 
send it to voice at tfttf.com, voice at tfttf.com. We're all very curious to hear from you. Thank you. All right, it is assignment Slack challenge review time. The frame challenge is over. And uh, this is where we take a look at some of these selected photos, the ones that I selected. Um, again, this we do this pretty much every, every other month. Uh, we do a two-month challenge um, for those who don't, who haven't participated yet. Uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, Matt comes up with a topic and you have two months to hand in a photo that is within that topic. And then I will make a selection of three photos and review them here on the show. Um, I will put the links in the show notes so you can watch along. And as usual, a few of those pictures are hosted here on our TFTTF Slack. So to see those who might have to be logged in, I'll make sure there are like public links as good as I can. And here are the three selected photos. First is by Paul Henman. Um, now, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could give you the title of that photo, but uh, alas, there is no title. It is a photo that is titled 20191005-155009-2.jpg. Honestly, I almost put this picture back in the bin because it doesn't have a title. I really, really need to emphasize that a picture isn't done after you press the shutter button. A good photo deserves a title. Everyone. This is not, not, not just Paul. I'm guilty of that as well. But I think pictures deserve attention after you've taken them. And a title is part of that. Especially if you put the picture somewhere in public. If you put it... I don't care what you if if or what you title the pictures in your private collection, but as soon as you make them public, yeah, they deserve a title. Anyway, uh, Paul, awesome photo. It is um, a photo of a sports event. Uh, is it rugby something? Looks like a pile of people on top of each other in sports clothes on a on lawn of sorts. Is it football? I don't. Yeah, sports is not my strength, but. Um, this is a uh, framed. Okay, frame is the topic. It, it, this is framed by out of focus heads in the foreground, and uh, that is different from photos that are like often photos when you use a frame. You would frame it something your subject with things that are at the same distance at the subject. Um, I mean, think of a person in a door, for example, where the door is the frame, or the frame is behind the subject. Here it is in front, out of focus. Um, Gives the picture depth um, also. is also a good way to hide things on the sides that of the picture that might be distracting. So it's a really good way to have stuff, um, yeah, that would distract from the subject. Second picture is uh, has been taken by Adrian Chitty, um, titled Sam Treading Cabernet Franc. Frank? Cabernet Franc, as the French say. Um all we see in the picture is a big wooden barrel full of blue grapes and a pair of feet treading them, which is a very traditional way of pressing wine. Um, I think it's also a, a good way to introduce the nat natural lactobacteria to to the grapes, to the grape juice to help turn it into wine um, or the yeast or whatever. <laughs> it's a fermentation process, right? Um, anyway, um, 
that's a sauerkraut thing here the photo is great i love it uh, because it's one of those tightly framed shots again here the frame is at the same distance as the rest so there's no out of focus areas um but yeah it's it's a tightly framed shot that shows a detail one detail of something really well and uh, by that tight crop the photo also leaves a lot of room for the viewer to to come up with their own story it's kind of obvious what's going on here, but um, what's the setting? You know, are there 10 other barrels with people treading? Is it a competition? Is the winemaker doing this traditional method like as an experiment or or is that how their, their family has made wine forever? The barrel makes a great frame and I love that the photo doesn't tell the whole story. It really is engaging that way. Also, also it helps that I like wine. There's your... There's your cultural connection right there. And uh, last but not least, last photo is by Russ Heim, our CIO uh, photo. He titles it, He's a Young Buck. And it shows a photo of a young deer in the woods. Well, I'm not sure how old it is. I'm not a deer expert, but it's a deer in the woods. And uh, in the description he writes, he took it when uh, kayaking in Virginia and it is in one respect it's uh, similar to the first shot by um, by Paul as in in the as in the frame is in the background uh, is in the foreground the frame is in the foreground there's leaves and uh, Russ is shooting through the leaves very out of focus in the foreground but clearly acting as a frame kind of making everything slightly out of focus there or big time out of focus to be honest so that points me to him using a very long focal length, which I guess is natural if you want to shoot a picture of a deer. Then deers have a very long flight distance. They notice you, they're gone. So you need a very long focal length and the wind to be in the right direction. And bonus points, Russ, for the deer looking at the camera. That adds a lot to the photo. Anyway... Everyone, thanks for your photos. This is great. Uh, thanks for your participation. Uh, m- many other awesome photos in there. The choice was not easy. Um, but now we are on to the next Slack challenge. Release Pixie Matt. Take it away. Thanks, Chris. And thanks, everyone who participated. For this next challenge, we're going to go back and do one that we've done in the past, but it has been a couple of years. With the holidays coming soon, uh, we're looking at a lot of food. Uh, We've been baking up a storm in my house, and I'm assuming the same is true all over the world. And so this challenge is food. So go out, take a brand new photo, food. It can be finished food, preparing food, eating food, go out and take a picture with food in it and post it to the Slack. I'll get a challenge channel set up really shortly if it's not already set up and post up one photo that's brand new. Make sure you give it a title that's different than just the name generated by the camera. And uh, we'll see how that works. And at the end of January 2020, Chris will take a peek at the photos, pick a couple and discuss them on the show. Uh, Thank you, everyone. And back to you, Chris. Awesome, Matt. Thank you so much. Uh, So this is the next challenge, food. Yeah, there will be plenty on your tables, I guess. And... uh... You have until the end of January 2020 to do the food challenge. And uh, here's how you can participate in this Slack challenge. If you already are, if you're already a member of the TFTTF Slack, 
there's no excuse to not be a member. Go to the new challenge channel name challenge jan2020 uh, challenge dash jan2020 i'll link to that in the show notes if you're already a slack member um i'll put that link in the show notes if you're not a member of the tfttf slack just yet yes you're missing out there's no excuse um it's easy to get on there it's free uh it's a great community uh just go to tfttf.com slash y slack w-h-y-s-l-a-c-k and our CIO Rusty Russ will send you an invitation. That's that easy. So, again, as usual, there are no prizes to win. The reason for you to participate is motivation. It's about going out, getting off your butt, getting back into photography. Um, so, yeah, do it. Participate in the assignment or the challenge or whatever we want to call it. And, and again, don't just pull out an old photo from your catalog. This is about taking a new one. That is the point of this exercise. You have until the end of January and I'm really looking forward to seeing your photos for the food challenge. And that was it for this week. Thanks again to this week's sponsors, Acuity and Honeybook. And of course, a huge, big amazingly big thank you to all of you amazing people who support tips from the top floor on patreon here is the list chris hicks jeremy Kirvin, mark um, mark matt armstead oh my god I, I forgot the name of the release pixie matt armstead roger nadel jeffrey block alex crozo bernhard goldbach daniel hertrich philip wehle ken davidson leslie radlin marco binder peter morrow robert henry scott wurzel T- tom stewart aaron binasov Stu silverman alan bruce horn andrew b andrew anthony bill Batten, chadley clark chandra colin oatley daniel goldberg Dave Smith, David Recht, N. Kyung, Francesco Scaglioni, Frank, Greg Anastasi, Holger Krupp, James Trimble, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, Josh Hopko, Jasmi AMR, Ken Berrien, Karl Nishioka, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Nicholas, Nicholas Curry, Peter M. Spreadling, Rob Duba, Rob Jamet, Robert Goshko, Ryan Giliosina Farad, Steven Sandler, Thomas Nielsen, Trevor Palmer, and Woody. Thank you all so much. It really means a lot. And of course, if anyone else feels like this is something you'd like to join in to do, you can join the wonderful group of Patreon supporters at tfttf.com slash Patreon. You will certainly earn my eternal gratitude. Thank you. Of course, if you like this episode, you can buy me a coffee at tfttf.com slash coffee. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, Sound Partner and, and HP Kagerud. Publishing in Slack challenges by Release Pixie, Matt Revstitcher, Armstead Slack invitations by Chief Invitation Officer CIO Rusty Russ. The link to get on the Slack is on the website tfttf.com. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, it's an awesome community. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M A R Q U A R D T. Now go out and take amazing photos, share them with the world, be nice to each other, and happy shooting. <laughs>